Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good afternoon, evening and good night once again from Off The Podium Olympics Podcast as we get into our 14th episode, continuing on our coverage of the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. Day 12 is over, day 13 is about to make its appearance, but we're going to talk about day 12 because we don't know the future, Uh, and if we did... I probably wouldn't be hosting a podcast. I would be rich. But anyway, uh, my name is Ben. Excited to be back here. And it's just me and an Australian. No Canadians today. That Australian, of course, is Jared Lubeck. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. Good to be back. Love talking about the Olympics. It's it's fascinating that Colin always seems to make an appearance when gold is won, and, or a medal, I should say, at least, and then buggers off when they don't win anything. I mean, if that was the case, there'd be no episode at all today because neither of us won medals. No Australia, no Canadians. Um, you know, uh, did you feel like pulling a Colin and just be like, eh, nothing to talk about, no medals? But you, you're committed, it seems. Yeah, I mean, you've just got to talk about it. There's always something to talk about. I mean, I'm just going to blame today on the fact that the sailing got cancelled. I mean, clearly... We would have won medals, so we may as well talk about it anyway. Well, we're guaranteed a medal in the sailing. Uh, but again, yes, you're exactly right. Uh, nothing. The the wind, um, the weather, you know, bloody Rio. They make the water green and then they can't control the weather, you know. I mean, if this was in Hobart, it would be controlled, but um, that's another story. But, yeah, sadly, no medals for either Australia or Canada today. Um, so we don't have a whole lot to talk about there. So we can pretty much get straight into the other results that weren't medal results, uh, mainly for Australia. I've got, like, two here for Canada. Um, sorry, Colin, if you're listening to this or all the Canadians wanting to know all about your results. Uh, but as- athletics, obviously, that's the big one going still at the moment. Um, decentish day for the Aussies. We had Brett Robinson qualify for the 5,000-metre final. Good on you, Robbo. Uh, sadly, though, Patrick Tiernan and Sam McEntee, Porter Campbell, did not make the final um, in the 800 metres, uh, women's, Selma Kajan didn't qualify either for the final. Brooke Stratton, seventh in the women's long jump, uh, and in the decathlon, your favourite event, Jared, Cedric Dubler is 12th, and Hamish Peacock and Josh Robinson missed out on the final of the javelin. Were you, were you intrigued by the decathlon? Were you cheering on our man, Cedric? I was. I mean, I said it yesterday. It's the athletes who are kind of average in everything and um, weren't um, world-class in an individual sport but seem to just be just okay to kind of compete in the decathlon and have a little bit of a go at everything. Um, So, yeah, it's an interesting sport. It's an interesting scoring system. Um, and yeah, it was fun to watch having an Aussie there amongst the field. No repper charges in the decathlon, so when you get like eliminated, then you've got to come back eight hundred times before finally being eliminated. Uh, fortunately, not because um, yeah, it's bad enough and everything else. But could you imagine having to do ten events all over again <laughs> and again and again? <laughs> yes, I could imagine that would be quite tiring. Uh, the big news for us today, though, huge news: basketball. The Boomers have broken the quarterfinal curse. They show Australian teams how they do it. They're through to their first semi-finals in the Olympics for uh, 16 years in Sydney 2000. Uh, and, of course, in Sydney 2000 and in Atlanta, they uh, both lost their semi-finals and went on to lose the bronze medal match to Lithuania. And we whooped Lithuania today. It's 90-64. to 64. We'll move on to the semi-finals to play Serbia, who we beat already in this tournament. They beat, knocked out Croatia. Uh, the boom is doing us proud, though, Jared. We, we talked about this. We, we said it was all up to them. But, uh, I mean, we've already beaten Serbia, we can beat them again, and then we could be very much guaranteed not only our first ever medal, but guaranteed uh, a shot at gold, taking on the Dream Team again. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, probably not the team, I mean, there are expectations for them to do well, but for a team that's never uh, n- me- never medaled before in the men's basketball, probably not the team that everybody was expecting to um, 
get themselves that far. So um, it's exciting. Um, I mean, we had some great results earlier, um, already beating Serbia. I mean, that's going to be a big boost. Our close match against the USA uh, earlier in the Olympics. I think there's a lot of expectations on this team, and I think they can really do well. And Della Vadova is still playing. So <laughs> how would that sound? Della Vadova with a medal. Oh, even better. I mean, he's the only person who's going to be interviewed post-game. Um <laughs> The more things he can do, the better. So I'm hoping that he's soaring from everywhere, that he's on the bench, that he's off the bench. Um, just the usual commentary about Delavadova would be great to see more of it. Absolutely. And the other one, you know, we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves. So USA are playing Spain in the other semi-final um, after obviously both moved through. Uh, now in the canoe kayak sprint, boy, oh boy, do we love this sport, uh, particularly when we've actually got a decent medal shot tomorrow. Uh, Kenny Wallace is already a gold medalist in this sport and his new buddy, bestie, Lachlan Tame, uh, second fastest qualifier for the K2 1000 metre final. Uh, decent effort there, Jared. Did you see Kenny and Lockie boy? I did not get to see them, um, but I'll definitely get to watch them in the final. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's what you want for an athlete, an athlete who you, you miss in the semis, but they give you another chance to watch them in the finals. Right, provided us with one of our uh, biggest shock gold medals from London four years ago. I think it was a K4, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, never, never count them out. Um, we're kind of sitting back and really maybe not expecting to win any more medals at this point, at least gold. So, yes, never know. Uh, also, in the other events, Jordan Wood and Daniel Bowker, six in their semi of the K2, 200 metres. Why is that an event? Um, will be in the B final. Uh, Naomi Flood also in the B final of the K1, 500 metres. And Ferenc Sezeksadi will be in the B final of the C1, 200. So lots of B finals, you know. Come on, people. B, B, B. Uh, diving, uh, Brittany O'Brien and Melissa Wu, both into the semifinals uh, of the 10 metre platform. Good result there. The equestrian, you might need to get back on top of this, Jared, because we're doing a Okay, Edwina Tops, Alexander and Matt Williams both qualified for the individual show jumping final on Friday. Are you maybe rethinking your boycott of the sport uh, ahead of ahead of this final in a couple of days? Um, it's a possibility just because we're running low on sports, so there is not a whole lot to watch uh, at the tail end of the Olympics. Um, and I do kind of miss Vicky's commentary, to be fair, so um, that all. might get me over the line. Don't we all? Um, golf, the women's golf started. Woohoo! Uh, Minji Lee... Four shots off the lead after round one. She had a birdie blitz again. I think that's the AOC's go-to phrase with anything to do with golf. Um, and Suo, 26th place currently in that. Sailing, cancelled. What a shame. Uh, taekwondo started. Yay! Maybe that's what Colin is. He's off trying to get back into taekwondo. He's actually competing in his uh, reverse sport climbing event uh, yesterday and managed to meet a couple of Olympians. You can check out the pictures on our website. He uh, got to hold a couple of silver medals and didn't put them around his neck. So uh, that's generally what you do with them, Colin, but uh, next time. Um, yeah, so in the 58 kilogram division, uh, our Aussie uh, Safwan Khalil lost 4 nothing in the repper charge um, to Taihun Kim of Korea. So they even have repper charge uh, in Taekwondo now. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating to me that the sports that, I mean, we'd like a repper charge in, we don't get them in. I mean, where's the repper charge in the women's basketball? Um, the BMX, I think it's straight to semis and then a final, um, one race in each. I mean, where's the repper charge there? Um, I mean, any sport that we're good at, there doesn't seem to be repper charges in. So, I mean, it's a little bit frustrating. Very much so. Uh, water polo, well, I mean, we're not in it with a medal, but this is, again, one of these stupid sports where they've got to play off of positions. I mean, I think when the Opals lost, they were just like, the Opals are fifth because they had the best, um, you know, pre-finals record, so they will finish fifth. But water polo, no, you've got to play off for fifth. Um, the Stingers beat Brazil 11-4 and will now play either China or Spain to finish fifth. I mean, I, I, honestly, if I was in one of these team sports and you get eliminated in the quarters, you're emotional, you're distraught, you're upset. You want to kind of just, like, relax. Your Olympics should be over. You can go and watch, like, a Sane Bolt or something like that. But, like, no, you've got to regroup and come out and battle and put your wits on end to finish fifth. Do you really give a shit about that? Uh, I don't think... Um, well, I personally wouldn't. I think it's kind of a waste of time. Obviously, they've got to get a little bit more use out of the uh, green pool. Um, uh, the water polo players are probably having their eyes stung. I mean, they probably don't really want to play anymore. Uh, yeah, I think um, 
surely once you lose in the knockout rounds, that should be it, unless there is a rubber charge to get back in. But, I mean, this is just counting to placings. Uh, what's the point? Just toss a coin. Yeah. Uh, save some time. Can you imagine if they did this in, like, the Australian Open? Like, you know, 128 <laughs> people, what, 64 moved through. So then those 64 losers have to keep playing. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. You've got to decide who finishes 116th. <laughs> you just wouldn't care. Um, you mentioned the BMX. Uh, that obviously got uh, underway today. It's exciting sport, BMX. Uh, definitely appealing to the kiddies, but I, I like watching it. So in the men's, uh, there was a rankings round, basically. So uh, they all came out, tried to post the fastest time to see what uh, they would be. And I think you've got quarterfinals in the men's, but the women's only had the semifinals. So women get to skip around. Um, so Sam Willoughby, second. Uh, to in the men's, uh, Anthony Dean, 20th. And for some reason, I've just written the word Turner here in 12th. So somebody with the name Turner, <laughs> let's call him Bill. Bill Turner, 12th. Um, and in the women's, Carolyn Buchanan, 2nd, and Lauren Reynolds, 10th. So uh, looking good for a couple of silver medals there, perhaps in the um, BMX in a couple of days when the medals are decided. Uh, that's basically Australia's results. Um, Canada, again, I've only written here, they lost the volleyball quarterfinals. And um, Andrea de Grasse, well, uh, this was <laughs> this was a very interesting little event. I don't know if you saw this one, Jared, but, of course, had the semifinals of the 200 metres. Uh, de Grasse was in Bolt's semi. Bolt, obviously, does what he does best and, you know, gets a big enough lead that he just kind of turns it off and, you know, waltzes across the line. And But de Grasse was basically like, no, I'm going to try and beat you. So he picked up the speed. Bolt's kind of looked over at him and gone, what the hell are you doing, mate? And still beat him by very, very little. Apparently, it was the fastest ever semi-final time time bolts ever run he kind of had a bit of a chuckle and a chat with him as he crossed the line pointed his finger and was like you naughty boy and then in all the post-race interviews bolts kind of like well he shouldn't have done that he don't, didn't need to do that in the semi-finals and degrass is just like well i wanted to try and beat him i mean did you see it uh jared what did you think of it i did see it. i thought this was a fun moment um just kind of two athletes having a laugh i think um I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of a psychological advantage if you can beat bolt in the semi-final but really i mean he's not used to it but he he had plenty of time he did his usual look around and and like you said he just uh, sped up a little bit when he needed to um plenty left in the tank i obviously he was probably a little bit annoyed he had to go a little bit harder at the end and and not conserve that energy for the final but um it was just just funny and it was just good to see uh the camaraderie between the two big news out of that one is that justin gatlin didn't make the final and uh neither did johan blake so two big names not there and i i reckon colin's probably quite excited about degrasse because uh the 19.8 that he ran was the canadian national record and uh, he might be in the box seat for a silver medal. <laughs> so we, we know he's going to win the gold. Um, but, you know, box seat for a silver, that's uh, pretty decent there for him. Uh, but if we take a look outside the other results, still in uh, sprinting and running, uh, Elaine Thompson from Jamaica became the first ever Jamaican woman to win the 100 and 200 metres in the same Olympics. She beat out Daphne uh, Shippers, who was a big favourite coming into that event, the, the Dutch woman, the reigning world champion. And uh, Tori Bowie, I always think that's Bow- uh, Bowie. I always think she's like related to David Bowie, but no, never mind. Um, that was the women's 200 metres. That was exciting. Um, also in the athletics, uh, the US took a clean sweep in Sally's event, the women's 100 metre hurdle. See, you said this yesterday, didn't you, Jared? Without Sally, you know, they come in here and they do it and the Americans dominate. Brianna Rollins took the gold medal for that one, um, took Sally's gold, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Like I said yesterday, a hollow victory for her. Um, probably not much celebration going on. And really, I mean, she could just post that gold medal in the mail to Sally when she gets a chance. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get Channel 7's blanket coverage of Sally watching it back home in the Gold Coast. Like, what's your reactions, Sally Pearson? Oh, I'm very disappointed. Okay, thanks, Sally, for your expert advice. Similar to when they had to interview Jared Hayne after watching Fiji win the gold medal. Um, duh, they're disappointed. They weren't there. What are they going to be like? Oh, I'm actually really happy that uh, that she won the gold. I didn't want it. <laughs> She's going to post it to me anyway. That's what Jared said on off the podium. So, yeah, anyway. Um, what else happened? We'll go over some of the athletic ones after. The men's football. Brazil are through to the gold medal match. This is kind of what they expected. A 6-0 thrashing of Honduras. Neymar got a couple of goals there. One of their overage players. They're going to play the Germans, my team. Uh, they beat Nigeria 2-0. Now, the interesting fact, these two countries are pretty much the greatest countries in the world when it comes to the World Cup. They've won the most World Cups between them. 
dominated the World Cup for uh, now getting on to close to 100 years. But neither of these sides have won an Olympic gold medal. I believe Germany won it as East Germany. But uh, for the most part, they classify West Germany results in the soccer for them, at least. Um, and Brazil, yes, obviously, five World Cups they've won. They've been the best football side in the world in the history of football. Never, never won a gold medal either. So you kind of got these two great nations in world football that have never won the Olympic gold medal, Jared. Who, who, whose team are you on here, Team Brazil or Team Germany? Uh, I'd have to say Team Germany. It's a little bit slack, but... Um... I just think it's kind of funny if if Brazil doesn't win this and they've put so much heart into it and they want to win so badly and that's really cruel of me. But I don't know. There's just something um, I think more exciting to the story of uh, Brazil failing at home and, and that gold medal and the soccer still eluding them. Well, two years ago when the World Cup was in Brazil, we of course remember Brazil played Germany in the semi-final and the Germans won that a lazy 7-1. So... Um, History might repeat itself. Who knows? Uh, the, I think the real big story of the day, I don't know how much this kind of seeped through other channels and that, but I found it very interesting. In the wrestling, Kaori Icho of Japan became the first woman in the history of the Olympics to win four individual gold medals in four consecutive Olympics. She won the women's freestyle 58 kilogram, uh, one of my favourite categories in the wrestling, Jared. Um, it was the first time she's ever... She must have lost a bit of weight in between now and London because her three previous gold medals in Athens, Beijing and London came in the 63 kilogram division. But uh, she's obviously lost at least five kilos because now she's in the 58 kilo division. But, I mean, this is pretty amazing. Four individual gold medals in a row. Uh, she's still not that old either. She's only 32. So, look, I, I can see her coming back for her home games in Tokyo. Why not? Um, and apparently she lost earlier this year in the Golden Grand Prix. I didn't know there was such a thing in wrestling, which was her first loss in about 12 years at all in the sport in general, not just like the Olympics. So... Clearly, she's the Michael Phelps uh, of women's wrestling, but, uh, I mean, pretty big. Four individual gold in a row. Yeah, that's impressive. I think, um, I mean, she probably lost on purpose at the Grand Prix to um, just catch her opponents a little bit off guard at the Olympics um, to make them underestimate her. So, obviously, she's strategic, too. I mean, that's really impressive to have four individual golds. I reckon she'd be stupid not to go to Tokyo. Why retire? Like, your home Olympics. Like, as if you wouldn't go on a little bit longer there um so they're kind of the main ones of the day so other medal results uh across it so athletics in the 3000 meter steeplechase the men's Conselis kiproto for kenya in an olympic record congratulations there um we already mentioned the women's 200 and the women's 100 meter hurdles women's long jump went to tiana barrel Barra- i can't even say her name Barra-Latol- tiana won it there usa went gold and silver Brittany reese second uh serbia got the bronze there badminton uh sad that australia didn't make it this far but indonesia wasn't a surprise they always win this uh tontoi ahmed and liliana natsia beat the malaysian pairing of chen peng soon and go lee Jung. Uh, boxing, the men's welterweight, Kazakhstan, Daniyar Yelinisov, um, beat the great Uzbek boxer of Shakram Gyasov. Uh, equestrian team jumping, uh, France took the gold. Ugh, disgusting that was. Um, <laughs> we don't even mention their names on this show. Uh, table tennis, the men's team went to China, Ma Long, Zhang Zhaik, and Zhu Xin. Won that one. Taekwondo, also to China. They had a decent day in China. Britain didn't win any medals today, so China caught up from a little bit. Zhao Shui uh, won the men's 58 kilogram and the women's 50, uh, 49 kilogram. Sorry, went to Kim So Hui of South Korea. Volleyball, big upset here in the beach volleyball. This is this is basically a lock for Brazil to win this one, but they lost the final. Laura Ludwig and Kira Volkenhorst of Germany beat the Brazilians. I, I didn't realise Germans and beaches went well there, um, Jared. I mean, this is, yeah, this is obviously an omen uh, for the men's football match. I mean, it's happened once. Uh, history will repeat itself and they'll probably lose again. It was very nearly. And, um, I mean, we, we could get a war between Brazil and Germany. Who knows? <laughs> it was very nearly uh, women's Germany versus Brazil because Brazil got beaten by Sweden. Uh, where the Germans can go gold, gold in women's and men's football. So, yes, yeah, so speaking of sweeping and going dominant, though, uh, we mentioned uh, Carriicho in the wrestling. It was a sweep for the Japanese in all the wrestling events today. They love their freestyle wrestling in Japan, and why wouldn't you? Better than that Greco-Roman crap. Um, 
Women's, I don't even know the difference. Women's freestyle, 48 kilogram. Eri Tasaka, gold for Japan. We mentioned Kari Icho. And in the, 50, uh, the 69 kilogram division, Sarah Dosho of Japan, uh, gold there. Two of those events, Japanese wrestlers beat Russians. Ooh, what are the Russians going to do there, Jared? This could be another war. Yeah, I mean, you can see from this why... Um I suppose Japan probably petitioned to get wrestling back in the Olympics. Obviously, that's where they're going to win all their medals at their home games. So, uh, no surprise that um, after being kicked out, it was added back into 2020. Well, if we look at the medal tally now, after 12 days, uh, Australia languishing in 10th. We wanted a top five. We might even struggle to get top 10 here at the moment. We talked about this pre uh, Olympics here, and uh, we've got South Korea, the Hungarians breathing down our neck. Uh, we've got seven gold, eight silver, nine bronze, twenty-four in total. So the top five, the US. Uh, I think I think we're just going to call this right now, aren't we, Jared? They've won it. They've won the Olympics, the USA. Yeah, I mean, no surprises there. I mean, you could have put money on this beforehand. Uh, bet your house on it. Um, I mean, bet your um, kayak on it. Bet your raft on it, um, and you'd be safe with all. All three of them. Well, you wouldn't want to lose your raft. I mean, come on now. But, yeah, unless Britain and China can win another, you know, 11 more gold and America win nothing, it's really not looking good for anyone else but America. Mm. But 30 gold, 32 silver, 31 bronze, 93 in total. Britain still just in second. They've won the same amount of gold as the Chinese, 19 apiece, but they've got those four extra silver medals, which is helping them out. Um, 19 silver, 12 bronze, 50 in total. With the Chinese, 15 silver, 20 bronze, 54 in total. Russia in fourth. Uh, Germany have... Uh, had a good couple of days there up into fifth um and france still in seventh um you know come on australia we've got to get at least two more gold to go ahead of the french um new zealand didn't win a medal thankfully today um they're on three gold six silver one bronze ten in total the host nation brazil also three gold five silver four bronze i mean come on the host nation can't get beaten by new zealand i mean it's it's embarrassing that canada are getting beaten by not the host nation yeah, I mean, that's just plain embarrassing. Uh, luckily, they've got the, uh, at least that silver medal locked up in the uh, men's football. So, I mean, there's another medal there. That could tie things up. I mean, if they get that and New Zealand doesn't medal in anything else, then they go ahead of them they based do. on their bronze medal counts. So, yeah. um they're going to be counting on that. Exactly. And Canada, well, look, I think they're going to be happy with the top 20. I'm going to call it now. Canada should finish top 20. Three gold, two silver, nine bronze. I mean, they should get a silver tomorrow with DeGrasse. Um, so that, if they do that, will put them ahead of Kazakhstan based on the number of silver. So, uh, yes, go Canada. And um, just I'm just looking here at some random countries. Um not really anything interesting going on down the bottom. I see here the United Arab Emirates are on the bottom of the table with one bronze. Based purely, I think, on the fact that they start with the letter U. And uh, they've got a whole bunch of other nations with bronze, including India. India are not having a very good game, so they usually won more medals than that. I sound like Andrew Gaze, don't I? Oh, I'm a bit surprised about that. Um, so anyway, that's the medal tally. Uh, news, not really a whole lot of news. I, I don't know if you caught much of the fact that police are questioning Ryan Lochte now. They, they're kind of putting doubts over the fact if he was held up by gunpoint. Uh, I think maybe they listened to Off the Podium and realised how much of an idiot the guy is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I did hear that and, and got a good laugh out of it. Um, I love the fact that they wanted to suspend the, uh, passports of the other people involved in the incident and, uh, Lochte had already made it back to the US, so, I mean, maybe he was running from the law. He was just so sulky, the fact that he didn't win a gold. He's like, oh, everyone's talking about Phelps, no one's talking about me. Oh, uh, I was held up by gunpoint. <laughs> But as we discovered the other day, it takes four to six weeks for anything to get through with Ryan Lochte. So, um, yeah, not sure how that's going on. What did you watch, Jared? We Again, we always kind of go over a little bit about what you watched. But is there anything else that you watched today that we haven't talked about? Um, not really. Uh, I did get to watch the um, gymnastics gala or the exhibition gymnastics. Right. Um, which I kind of questioned why this was happening um, it's a bit like the uh, fifth to hundredth playoff, um, pointless in a way. Um, they did have some, some. There were some interesting events that could potentially be added at later games. There was a whole um, tumbling routine where you just kind of run down a runway and tumble from one side to the other. Um, that'd be a tough one to score. And they had um, for the floor routines, they had triples, um, and then the trampoline. They had synchronized trampolining. Oh. Um, which I just, they weren't, the problem was they weren't on the same trampoline. They were on two separate tra- trampolines. There was no um, 
possibility of a collision or anything interesting. So um, there's obviously a few more tweaks to be made there uh, if that wants to get the green light for Flynn Flint. Well, I definitely feel that, that if that's the case, I mean, synchronized swimming clearly should be in separate swimming pools. Just, um, you know, a swimmer in each pool put them all around each other that could work if that's how they're doing but um yeah this is similar they only I think implemented this uh, maybe in london i want to say because i mean this is like what they do in the figure skating obviously at the end of the figure skating the winter olympics they get all like the medalists and the stars together just basically show off look how good we are we're awesome you know a bit of a show for the crowd i mean entertainment fantastic if you're going to do this do this in all the sports you know get the dressage people out there like look how good that this horse was at lifting its knee up Ooh, let's put on a you know a, an exhibition of all this you know like the sailing exhibition could you imagine that um, the judo mm. you know combine that would all. be impressive combine all the sports i would like i would love to see the pairs in the equestrian i don't know why that's not a thing two people on the same horse i think um <laughs> that could be a, a winner synchronized dressage uh there's a sport <laughs> idea that could work um, I didn't see any of it. I, I, the only bit I saw was that Channel 7 posted something on their Facebook. It said squad goals, trying to be all hip. Um, and it looked like a bunch of Chinese gymnasts doing something on the floor. So Channel 7, like Jared showed us in our group, this that hair one that you were talking about yesterday. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do. We're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. This isn't the Channel 7 segment. Um, yeah, I, I watched the athletics, a lot of that, the basketball go, the boomers, watched a bit of the football, watched Brazil against Honduras. The wrestling, again, um, you know, as always, still trying to work out what the hell's going on. Well, if you had to if you had to watch, if you got tickets right now to Flin Flon and you could only choose between wrestling and judo, what are you going to go watch? Uh, judo. Judo. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't get the score scoring for it, um, but I doubt I get the scoring for wrestling either, and I just want to see an Uchimata. Yep. You could be there, like, you can be home in, like, four four minutes. All the events are gone in like five seconds each. Done, 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 done. Gold. All right, you can go home now. So, I mean, I guess it's... Although, if Flynn Flan is using the throw-in mascot for the challenge <laughs> system, um, <laughs> I mean, that throws a spanner in the works because um, that is... I, that's just so good and I can't get over it. So, so maybe it would be wrestling just to see that. I reckon that's the case. I mean, what if the crowd gets rowdy in a wrestling match and starts throwing in the mascot? Do they get confused? Who threw that? Was that the coach or was that aisle B1? <laughs> yeah, and we have to go to the uh, slow motion replay and the video ref. And, um, I mean, it's it really, they're asking for trouble with this system. Yeah. Um, but, obviously, uh, that's the standard practice. Indeed. And what if they run out of mascots? They have to start showing those little Rio logos that they're giving out the um, the medalists. I actually, I read an article about that the other day because somebody um, posted it. Like, what are those little things that they're giving the athletes? Apparently, it was decided, I don't know if it was an IOC decision or if it was a Rio decision, that giving out flowers is not sustainable anymore. So, therefore, they need to give something out. Like, you're so used to seeing them with flowers. That's what they get. Like... Is this the case now that we're running out of flowers in the world? You can't give them to Olympians? I mean, you think they could just plant some more or cultivate <laughs> some more? Um, just make some... I mean, fold some origami flowers. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> so do that I mean, the, the positive here is uh, for the people with hay fever, I mean, those <laughs> athletes have got to be cheering that the flowers are gone. Uh, but apart from them, I think everyone else is disappointed. Well, I mean, is this the case now for the world when it's like, you know, you got, you know, a romantic date with someone? Like, instead of giving them flowers, you give them a little Rio logo? Like, oh, I love you. Here's a Rio logo. <laughs> it's not the same, right? Gosh. You're going to go no, to Royal think, Botanical um, Gardens instead of flowers? It's just a bunch of Rio logos stacked on top of each other? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, people aren't thinking about these things, are they? Um, athlete of the day. I'm just going to jump in here and just say it's Carrie Itcho, you know, four gold in a row in wrestling. Did not be done. Good on her. I'm giving it to her. No questions asked for me. What about you, Jared? Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Neymar from the Brazilian uh, football team. I think uh, he scored the fastest goal, I think, in Olympic history, 15 seconds in or something or other. Um and then, I mean, we got this whole theatrics of him. Somehow he hurt himself in in the celebration but didn't kind of realise until a little bit later. And then he was up and he was down. Um, and he really kind of pushed the envelope of uh, footballers um, pretending that they have injuries. Uh, they took him off. And then five seconds later, he was back on and limping around. And then they stretched him off. And then he was back on again. I mean, he couldn't make up his mind whether um, 
he was faking or not and obviously he'd left his script at home and didn't know exactly what he was meant to be doing but eventually he decided to uh, play on so good for him for pushing through that terrible injury maybe he should have been in the exhibition gala for the gymnastics perhaps that way he would have um, gotten some extra points I saw I only saw bits of it when he he got the penalty right at the end obviously but um, I mean he's you know the biggest football star in in Brazil since Ronaldo I think I mean clearly uh, they say a large portion of why they got thrashed by Germany 7-1 in the World Cup was because he was injured in the quarters didn't play for the rest of the tournament and they said well if Neymar was playing we wouldn't have lost um but yeah I mean clearly uh one of the stars of the Olympics and they just love him and actually it was the first time I had seen a stadium full at these Olympics was watching that semi-final um so clearly the Brazilians still only care about their football so um and I believe that that French uh the pole vaulter was there and going oh what is this football why are you booing oh wait we're at the football so, <laughs> did you see the news came out about that? That they've got like the shot of him on the podium crying, and they're saying like, "Oh, we feel sorry for this French pole vaulter because he's crying because he got booed." I say, "Suck it up, mate!" Like, you know, you should have jumped higher. Yeah, I mean, it's professional sports. It's not um, a Saturday um, event or training practice. So uh, it's, it's just it's just looking for excuses is what it is, and and that doesn't really fly with me. Yeah, exactly. And again, he's French, as you said the other day. He's used to being booed. Um, well, after that, I don't really have a new one today. Um, I mean, I've got a pretty decent list to choose from. Still no reply from Brit, sorry to say. Um, checked the Snap story again, though, today. she's uh, She was at the gymnastics. She was at the exhibition gala, uh, Jared. So, look, you know, that, that would have been a good date. Come on, Brit, let's go watch some people, you know, achieve squad goals, according to Channel 7. So, sadly, didn't quite make it to Rio in time last night for that. But I hope you had a good time there, Brit. Um, Channel 7, this is a really quick episode today. <laughs> There's like nothing going on for Australia or Canada. Um, I don't have a whole lot for Channel 7. I don't know if you've got any. The one that I like, though, is, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier on about um, constant promotion, you know, after the Olympics, Zumbo's Just Dessert and the big music quiz. I don't know if you've seen much of uh, the advertising for the Durrells. Jared, um, but mm. I love it when they actually get like the commentators to advertise it. I think Channel Nine started doing this years ago on the cricket. You know, in the middle of a ball, it's like Richie Benno would be talking about the upcoming season of sixty minutes or something along those lines. But I love how they've got this one with Bruce McAvaney, and he's like, "If there was a gold medal for dysfunctional families, it would easily go to the Durrells this Wednesday after the Olympics on Channel Seven. <laughs> Can you imagine Bruce McAvaney before he's gotten on the plane to Rio? Okay, Bruce, uh, just a couple of promotions for you. Can you talk up how good you are at the Olympics? Talk up our medal hopes. Oh, can you just read this script about the Durrells? Like, what is he? Do you think Bruce is a bit of a diva in that moment? Do you think he has to call his manager and says, this isn't in my contract? Yeah, I think that's the one that they uh, get the intern to kind of sort out what he's going to say. I mean, they do the same thing in the tennis um, when everything's after the tennis and... Um, they they all talk about the shows and, oh, yes, I'm really looking forward to watching this and, oh, that's great, I can't believe we're in the fifth season of this, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell that they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about, never watch the show, never plan to because um, they're sane people. Um, it's just, I don't know, just let the show talk for itself and cut down the ads. I mean, it just gets to the point where, like, I feel like I've already watched the show, it hasn't yes. been on yet and I'm not going to bother when it gets round to it. That's so true. And Channel 7 are the, the kings of over-advertising their shows. Like, you know, I mean, they always win the ratings every year. I think it's basically because they count the fact that people watch the ads. I don't think people actually watch it. As you said, you feel like you've already seen the show before it comes on TV because you're so sick of it. Um, but, I mean, what, what what would you imagine Bruce McAvaney watches? Like, what's it, what does he sit home on a on a Monday night with? You know, I mean, is he a... Is he a My Kitchen Rules fan, a MasterChef? Does he prefer something a bit edgy? Does he watch, like, Insight on SBS, Q&A on ABC? I mean, I don't know what Bruce would watch. Um, I get the feeling he probably doesn't stray too far away from Channel 7. It's probably in his contract that he can only watch that channel. Um, I think he could be a fan of uh, The Chase. I think he might be a a kind of quiz show type of guy because I feel like he'd know a lot of the answers to the questions. And then, yeah, I could see him also watching um, My Kitchen Rules, like you said. I think um, Bruce, he could be a bit of a chef. We don't know a whole lot about his home life, um, but hopefully there'll be some documentary that they put on about him during the middle of a sporting event at the Olympics where we're about to win a medal and they cut away to a documentary. Now, if I just put a bit of paprika in this, it's really good spice, this one, isn't it? Uh, just pops it in. Um, it would be fun to go around to Bruce's house on the weekend. I mean, he'd have a nice wall of memorabilia, probably, you know. Here's a picture of me interviewing Kathy. 
Uh, here's a picture of me and Kathy going to the shops. I'm <laughs> just like, his bookshelf is probably just filled with like random, you know, stats book, all this sort of stuff. I was actually um, putting, I found a bunch of my Olympics, uh, Colin and I talked about at the beginning how we like record, like to record the Olympics. And uh, I found a bunch of my uh, tapes from the Salt Lake 2002 ones and I was putting them onto my computer, watching a bit of the highlights, could not remember the fact that Bruce McAvaney was commentating alpine skiing. So, um, if you ever want to wonder what Bruce is not, and actually he's pretty decent. He knew a lot about, you know, the Croatian skiers and all these sort of people. So, I didn't know if you knew Bruce was too good at the skiing there, Jared. I did not know, but I, Bruce is just, he's the guy who does his homework. Um, obviously not on the Durrells, he got someone else to do that for him. <laughs> but when it comes to sport, he put he does his homework, he um, puts the hard yards in. He, I mean, he commentates the tennis well, he commentates... I don't think I've ever seen him commentate anything badly. Maybe the opening ceremony was kind of the exception there. Um, but apart from that, he he does put in a lot of hours um, into finding out about sports, and he probably even knows what an Uchimata is and how the scores work in wrestling and judo, so that's commitment. Yes, 2020, Bruce McAvaney to commentate every sport. That's good. You save money too there, Channel 7. Like You wouldn't have to send as many people over. Just just put Bruce in a studio somewhere in Sydney. Don't fly anyone over and just get him to commentate everything. He would he would do it perfectly. Um, news.com.au, I don't really have a whole lot. The only thing I noticed on there, they had a headline saying, Ella, you need a bigger bra. Um, I think it was in relation to our was a 200-meter runner from yesterday who missed out by like 0.1 of a second, and some athlete tweeted out the fact that if she was wearing a bigger bra, she would have made it. And that apparently was worthy of a news story. So, um, Okay. Good to know. Um, other than that, I didn't, do you have anything from Channel Seven that you noticed at all? Um, I think it, it was. I mean, it was a fairly tame uh, night. There wasn't a whole lot that was going on, so um, there wasn't really kind of much that they could stuff up in that sense. I think um, I'm just kind of still stuck up on the whole hair montage. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over the fact that they included a horse's tail in amongst it all. I'm, I'm glad that we only shared the Paralympics one and we didn't end up sharing the hair one. So um, and we will never do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, Canadian Athlete of the Day. Obviously, we know Colin. We still continue this one. So, um, we're going to get to know a cyclist, even though the track cycling is already over and done with. Uh, he popped out to me, this guy, because he's smiling and having a medal around his neck um i don't know what event that was probably just like the junior athletics cycling version i don't know but um hugo barrett is his name uh he says hi my name is hugo barrett and i'm canadian good start uh the first olympics i remember watching was nagano obviously 98 winter olympics for those who didn't know but obviously you probably would if you're listening to this because you're an olympics fan um if i could be any superhero i would be the flash uh, is that to help you cycle faster, perhaps? I'm not too sure. Draw a picture of yourself. He's just drawn a giant smiley face. So clearly he thinks he's a smiley face and has no body. Um, and apparently my internet has decided not to load the rest of this. <laughs> so, wow, we're, we're just teasing people at the moment with Hugo because apparently these are images and not actually uh, writing. Let's see if this can load a little bit better. I should mention that this uh, is all pre-planned in our pre-production meeting. Uh, here we go. My favourite ice cream flavour is chocolate. This is kind of a boring profile. If I were a baseball player, my walk-up music would be Metallica into Sandman. Oh, good choice. The best nickname I've ever been called is The Lion. <laughs> is that because he looks... I don't know why you would call a cyclist a lion. Um... Draw a picture of a Canadian animal. He's drawn a moose. It's actually a fairly decent moose. A moose. It's uh, a good one. Best one I've seen so far. If I were an athlete, if I weren't an athlete, I would be an actor. Cool. Uh, my guilty pleasure snack is poutine with bacon. Yes. Yum. I'm not even Canadian. I know what that is. Delicious. Every time I've been to Canada, I always get poutine. It's so good. My favorite song lyric is "Don't Stop Believing." It's probably the only one he knew. This guy's really boring. Uh, is this? I mean, we talked about that one the other day. We said the Ryan Lochte of Canada. I think this is the Ryan Lochte of Canada. What would the coolest Olympic medal look like? He's drawn a sun with a smiley face on it, with a ribbon that looks like it's on fire. Um, so okay, kind of the opposite of cool. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't ask what the hottest one was. Good call there, Jared. Uh, the most recent TV show that I binge watched was The Office. Is that the US or the British version? Uh, my favourite place in the world to compete is Toronto at the Matami Velodrome. My favourite video game is NHL. 
Which one? There's a lot. <laughs> Just the entire league is a video game. And I can't live without training, dot, 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 a lot. He's clearly the most boring one out of all these. I'm sad he didn't even tell a joke. Because, um, I mean, imagine what that would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, no cursive writing. I mean, they miss out the two best segments. Yep. You suck, Hugo Barrett. We don't want to see you anymore. Um, you probably failed in the Olympics. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how he went. I should have really done a research, actually. Although I do have this page open, so if I can see here anything with Hugo... He was uh, second in the fourth repercharge. No, he was fourth in the first round and the second in the repercharge and did not advance. Well, that's why, Hugo, because you're boring. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Hugo, if you're listening. We're big fans of yours and the Canadian track cycling team. Uh, fan messages, always our favourite segment of the day. Let's see what we've got on the AOC app here. Um, to the Australian Olympic team. Uh, um, Annie Ming Kolak of New South Wales starts speaking French. Uh, Je pense que tu etat très brave. You have inspired me to keep trying and never give up. Please write back. Yours sincerely, Annie Ming. So do you want the entire Olympic team to write back to you, Annie? Um, is that basically what you're saying? And you expect them to reply to you when you start speaking French? Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jack in South Australia to Paddy Mills. Hi, my best friend is your cousin Harry Mills. Yay! <laughs> oh, I wish Harry Mills was in the Olympics too. Oh, God. Um, he could have gone with Pat in the uh, sailing. Would have been good. He could have. Um, Phyllis T of Queensland to Kevin Chavez. I so hope you got a medal for what you have done. <laughs> what has he done? Who's Kevin Chavez? <laughs> I mean, you clearly, you clearly know he's a diver. I'm looking right here. He's actually right in front of my screen. As soon as I open it up, he's a diver in the three-meter springboard who didn't even make the semi-final. So clearly, uh, you're a big fan there, Phyllis, if you, you're asking him instead of just looking it up. <laughs> this one could even top it. To Charlotte Caslick. This is from Jack in South Australia. I am your biggest fan. I would like to know your salary for my school project. Goodbye. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a reply underneath that? Like, I don't get paid. Give me some money. <laughs> oh, Jack has a lot of time on his hands between telling uh, Pat Mills that he knows his cousin and then asking other athletes for their salary. <laughs> what school project is that? All right, everybody. Uh, we need to find out the uh, salaries of the athletes. It's probably a bored teacher. It's like, I hate my job. Maybe I'll become an Olympian. Do they earn more than me? <laughs> um... Oh, here's another one. All in, this is all in French. This is Letitia Everingham from New South Wales. Sent it to the Australian Olympic team, but clearly it's to Jessica Fox. I'm not even going to attempt to read this because it's entirely in French. So why? Like, what language? Um, do, oh, that's, that's funny. Um, <laughs> Harley in Queensland to Bodie Turner. Have fun. I hope you get a medal by Harley. So you want him to get a medal by Harley? Like your medal? Is that, is that what you want? Oh, here's one for Jared. Ben Gray to Matthew Delavadova. Uh, to M. Delavadova. My name is Ben Gray. I have looked up to you for years and hopefully would reach your level in basketball. I only started basketball when I saw you playing with Team Oz. Oh, sorry, I'll rephrase that. With Tem Oz. In my opinion, you are my favourite basketballer. It's good in your opinion. Congrats for making it to the Olympics. When did you start shooting three-pointers in a game? <laughs> well, like- when he first started playing basketball? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to break dreams here, but with the last name Gray, um, you're probably not going to live up to Della Vadova. I mean, the the commentators are not going to be saying, Gray on the bench, Gray shoots. I mean, they're not... Even if you score, you're the top point scorer, they're probably not going to interview you or be interested. You might not get a mention. What's your name? So uh, change your last name, and you'll be in a better with a better chance of making the team. To like Gray or Devova or something like that. Um, another, what is it with all the French ones here to Jessica Fox? Like, I know her mum's French, but goodness, there's another one here. Um, this one's from Anthony and Mackenzie and Victoria to Paul Adams. Hi, Paul Adams. We are a big fan of you. I want to know how many medals you have, and good luck to you. I hope you win the Olympics. <laughs> the entire Olympics. He's America now. Um, you're obviously a big fan if you want to know how many medals. You don't know. Um... 
<laughs> Clearly Shelby from Victoria is a big fan to Emma McKeon, who's obviously already done and dusted in the swimming. Good luck at your next event. I hope you get another medal for Australia. Yep. <laughs> Tokyo, perhaps? Oh, doing the uh, triathlon leg, the swimming <laughs> leg of the triathlon. Obviously the big news, Jared, I don't know if you saw, both the Campbells have come out and said they're going to be continuing on to Tokyo. So, uh, good to see that we've got a guaranteed fifth and seventh place in four years' time at the Olympics. So, um... Thanks to the char, the, the Campbells there. Um, yeah, these are kind of boring now. Uh, once again, to the Australian Olympic team, but it's obviously to somebody else. Um, oh, here's another one to your man, Matty Delavadova. To Adam, from Adam Castle. Again, a boring name there, Jared, from New South Wales. I have been admiring you for years now for both teams you play for. You and many other basketballers have been my role model and have inspired me to play basketball. My family's American, so we enjoy watching the basketball. You want to say basketball any more times? Congrats on getting through to the semis. I'll be watching and rooting for you. How did you feel up against your teammates? He's feeling up his teammates now, Adam? Like, what, what do you know about this? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Suzanne in New South Wales to Danielle Prince. I like your gymnastics shout. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That must have been one of the uh, exhibition events, I would say. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're kind of stretching this out. Oh, Ashanti in Victoria to our gymnast Larissa Miller. You're so good. <laughs> okay. Um, yep, these are kind of a get a bit boring now. Uh, yeah, okay. Cool. All right. Thank you to all those exciting ones. Uh, we're nearly running out of sports now, aren't we? Who are we going to send one to right now? Um, I mean, what's even left to go? Maybe one of the... Uh, Have we sent one to our modern pentathletes yet? No, I don't think so. We should do that. We've got Chloe Esposito and Max Esposito. I wonder if they're cousins. Um, <laughs> it starts tomorrow. We get excited. Do we like Chloe or Max better? Let's go with Chloe. Why not? Uh, there's a lovely photo of her riding a horse. That's nice. Um, oh, she made history in 2007 by being the youngest Australian female modern pentathlete to compete at the Olympic qualifier. But she missed out on Beijing, sadly, Jared. Um, her nickname is Coco. There you go. She was uh, seventh in London in the modern pentathlon. Well, there, well, look at that. We did all right in modern pentathlon. Um, so... Yes, all right. Uh, who who shall what what shall we say to to Chloe? Make your mind up. Choose a sport with one event. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit um, mean. Remember Pent Meads five. Pent Meads five. Um, <laughs> Don't forget any of your. How much do you earn? How many medals have you got? <laughs> I am a huge fan. You are on all my walls. You are the greatest thing ever. How much do you earn? What is your bank details? Uh, <laughs> All right, Taz, okay. Remember, oops, pent means five, exclamation mark. How much do you earn? <laughs> um, my family is American. <laughs> I hope you win the Olympics. Um, uh, do you know any French? Uh, <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> this is the worst one ever. Au revoir. <laughs> uh, if I can learn how to spell, uh, bonjour, au revoir, if that would help. Um, I know your cousin, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that, that'll do. Done. <laughs> That's the worst one we've seen. But go Chloe Esposito in the modern pentathlon, my favourite sport, because it's starting and I'm excited. Now, that's, that's the name that could get on a basketball team. Esposito on the bench. Esposito to Della Vadova. <laughs> that, that rolls off the tongue perfectly. Um, all right, we're on to day 13. This is clearly going to be our shortest episode ever. We just stretched that out a little bit longer. Uh, so, day 13, uh, 23 gold medals to be decided today in the sports of wrestling, uh, beach volleyball, last day of beach volleyball, triathlon, the first day of triathlon uh, happening, uh, taekwondo still going on there, first day of modern pentathlon, yay, uh, synchronized swimming returns again today, god, it was a hard day without that, wasn't it, Jared, I didn't know how to live, 
Um, sailing <laughs> wraps up today. Oh, I didn't know I could finish. Um, yep, uh, still going. GC. Uh, no, no, I'm looking at the wrong sport there. Handball. That's uh, the only sport that basically runs every single day of the Olympics. That and basketball and boxing. And yet the difference is, is that uh, we're still not we're really near the uh, medal rounds there for handball, but it's a good sport to watch. Um, the first of the field hockey medals are decided. I think it's a men's tournament wraps up. Um, diving, more medals in that. BMX continues today. The canoeing sprinting is still going on, of course. Chance there for Kenny Wallace and his partner. Um, badminton medals more there in athletics uh, still to come. So... Um, I mean, I guess it's all about the 200 metres, the Bolt de Grasse showdown today or tomorrow, isn't it, Jared? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that and, um, I mean, I'm interested to see if the sailing finishes or not. That'll be a big talking point, uh, whether the, whether the weather is permitting. Um, otherwise, uh, they're probably going to have to borrow some wind machines from, um, Eurovision, um, to, to get through those races. I was got some good news for you too, Jared. It's only now officially one day until the uh, the rhythmic gymnastics begins. So uh, it's nearly it's nearly at the the one part of the Olympics you've been looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, that's been a long and difficult wait. Um, I mean, repercharges unfortunately absent from the rhythmic gymnastics, <laughs> uh, which is a real shame because um, I mean you can't get enough of that. But it'll be great to see some people. Um, do the fake gymnastics with the ribbons um, and try to keep it alive and in the Olympics when we're trying to add other sports and it's always on the cusp. I feel sorry for the, the rhythmic gymnasts, not just because they compete in a fake sport, but, like, you, you look at some of these sports right at the end. So, like, triathlon, you've got to wait all the way to the end. Modern pentathlon. And you look at the mountain bikers. I mean, they're literally on the last two days. So the men's mountain bike on the last day. Uh, I think the, mar- the men's marathon is also generally always on the last day, isn't it? So, like... You know, these poor mountain bikers, like, you know, they're, they're looking at the swimmers, you know, the the road cyclists, all these people who have come in, got their medals and left, you know, and they just have to wait around, you know. There's no marathon midnight sex sessions for them to split up their partnerships or getting held up, you know, quote, held up uh, with Ryan Lochte. I mean, gosh, what, what do you think they've been doing for nearly two weeks here? Uh, do you think they even bother showing up to Rio until, like, the night before? Um... I don't know. I wouldn't. Um, and obviously, they're not going to the events because there's no one at the stadiums. Uh, I think it's obviously going to be difficult for them being in the Olympic Village as it's probably demolished um, with rooms being knocked down around them because everybody thinks that uh, the athletes have left. Um, so it would be tough to wait that long to see people win medals um, around you if you're from a country other than uh, Australia and New Zealand. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, just waiting that long, it would be uh, troublesome and hard to keep your mind kind of on your sport, especially if it's something that's over in one or two seconds anyway. Particularly in mountain bike, you could like, you know, and sit on your mark, get set, go, bang, tire blowout, you're done. <laughs> but as we learnt already, you can change your bikes, can't we? We had that in the time trial, so why not? Um, that's it for another episode, our shortest episode. We came, we saw, we kicked some ass. That's all we need to talk about. Not much on day 12, but uh, perhaps day 13 there'll be more. As always, Facebook us, uh, forward slash off the podium podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, YouTube, and of course, uh, you can email us as well if you feel the need to. But uh, Jared, always a pleasure having your company on the show. Look forward to you coming back tomorrow for day 13. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, a bit sad as we get closer to the end, but uh, soaking it up while we can. Only brings us closer to Flynn Flon in 2028. Think of the positives there, Jack. Think of the positives. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess time to leave. Uh, and as always, if there was a gold medal, of course, for a dysfunctional podcast, we would definitely win it according to Bruce McElvaney. So uh, thank you and good night from Off the Podium. <laughs> <laughs>